When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb. I am Rich Levine, and the Celtics are in flux. Uh, B-Rob, I think that we, we, have, we have a lot that we, we, we got to touch on today, obviously. Uh, all summer, we're going to have a lot to talk about. First and foremost is the coaching, the coaching decision. Brad in the top spot now, deciding who replaces him. I don't think anything else really happens until the head coach is in place. So I think we start talking about that. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. And Brad pretty much said as much in his opening press conference. And we know that interviews are already underway. Um, Internal candidates are being looked at um, among the top assistants, Jaylen Arnega, Scott Morrison, Jerome Allen. And... And then they're going to go obviously cast a pretty wide net. And I'll say this, Rich, like I can't imagine a more thorough search being done by someone than Brad Stevens for this. Cause I think Brad Stevens knows every single coach on North American soil <laughs> because they've probably been in or out of the hour back center at some point um, when pre pandemic, because whether it's high school, college, whoever the guy knows everyone and has always been super helpful in terms of trying to, you know, whether it's someone who's out of a job being in the building or just, you know, getting people who want the experience um, just to check things out. So, I mean, wh- where do you go here? Where, where do you think, is this going to be an off the grid hire or is this going to be the former player that either has connections here or just is, is ready for, you know, their turn to, to run the helm? Yeah, I would say that I don't think all those assistants that interview with Brad that you just mentioned, they should not get their hopes up. I would agree with that. Much respect to all those guys, of course. Uh, but yeah, I think I think first and foremost, uh, an African-American coach is going to be hired. I would think the odds are strongly in that favor. Uh, that. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm almost ready to say 100% on that. Um, and w- within that, I think there is Sam Cassell, there's Chauncey Billups. Uh, there's Lloyd Pierce, who was obviously with the Hawks earlier this year. Kara Lawson, sure. another name that would be not only inspiring uh, on the person of color, but also the first female head coach in the NBA, obviously. Um, so I think, like, if so, I, I don't think it's going to be off the grid. Okay, I, I don't. I, I I think they went off the grid last time. Not that like one of the best coaches in college basketball is off the grid, but in the sense that no one saw that coming. Yeah. I would be shocked if if the, I would be shocked if we are shocked okay. by the ultimate hire. Um, I, I would actually put those four. And again, who knows? I mean, Chauncey apparently can have the Portland job if he wants to. If you listen to some rumors, who knows? Yeah. But like, I, I I tend to believe, and this isn't off based on too much intel, but it seems Cassell, Chauncey, Kara Lawson, or Lord Lloyd Pierce. That's the power for Jason Kidd didn't make the cut in there. He did not make my, my cut. No, he did not. Uh, I love how he how he 
he took himself out of that Portland. Yeah, that was really, really big of him. Really big of him to take himself out of the running there. Uh, um, Twenty four hours. Maybe he thinks maybe maybe LeBron's going after Vogel. You never know. Sure. Maybe, maybe kid thinks he's he, he's in line to to be the heir to that to that throne. But yeah, so that, I I think I think that's that. Th- those are the four I'm starting with that I I think it might be within that range. And by the way, if they. I'll be excited if they hire Carol Lawson for the, for the two reasons that we mentioned, but also because with how close th- she was to this organization oh, yeah. and how well they know her, if Brad, Jalen and Jason, all three of them and who knows who else in the front office, but like if those three guys are comfortable and really believe that, that Carol Lawson is the best person for, for the job, then I, I will believe that because they, she, she basically had a, a, a year long interview. So yeah, and they raved about her on the way out. Like players, you know, the coach Brad obviously is gonna anyway, but the coaches, the, the the players too. So that definitely, like, I guess it comes down to is, you know, she obviously as a elite former player in women's basketball, and you know, just getting her feet wet on the coaching scene. You know, she didn't even really get a chance to coach at Duke last year, essentially in the panics, and they since things right. sh- shut down for her there. So. um I think there's no doubt that she is going to get that opportunity at some point in her career. And so I guess the question is, do, you know, are they comfortable enough where they think that she already has the reps and the, the, the inside Intel on it, which would be give her a leg up over the, the other competition you mentioned in terms of having that rapport of a lot of the, the players and, that, that, and some of the staff uh, left over already. Yeah. And that's where you would like to maybe, you know, if you do hire Carol Lawson, that's when maybe Steve Clifford for the bet for a bench, like you oh, maybe sure. want to find a, right. and wait, whether he's the lead assistant or, or whatever you want to say, especially with Clippers, uh, Clifford's new England roots, you'd probably want to bring in someone who's done it at the NBA level before at the head coach and can be a sounding board for her and a support system for her in that way. Um, I guess, I guess, you know, Chauncey's never been on the bench either. And Sam Cassell's been, I mean, he is, is he the top assistant? He's been the top assistant. Right, was for he, a while, yeah. So he's with yeah. Doc now in Philly, but he was. With the I didn't realize how well. long he's been coaching. Like he literally went straight from the Celtics into coaching in 2010, essentially. And yeah, as has really worked his way up. Was in Washington for a while, obviously, but I feel like that could be sneaky. The perfect blend of like, okay, he's, you know, he's been around the block here as both as a player and a coach for a long time, and he is, you know he's certainly going to command the respect of players. I would think in terms of what he's done in his career at the gate, but also maybe knows how to play the game a little bit more in terms of, um, you know, having been with some pretty prominent stars, prominent organizations and with working with some prominent coaches over his tenure, both as a player um, and an assistant here. Yeah. And he was just one of those guys, even when, when he was a player, he carried himself like someone, I mean, not, not always some of some of his antics, but like, he he played the game like like a, like he played him and Doc Rivers had relatively similar games, sure. sort of just like heady heady point guards that could, that could really you know sort of a slow down control uh, an offense really really be in charge and again like you said he's he's got like ten years uh, under his belt on an NBA benches regardless of whether he was a head coach or not it's kind of crazy that he hasn't gotten that opportunity yeah when you when you think about how long he's been around and uh, you wonder why like I don't I'm not too familiar with like what he's interviewed uh for in the past i can't you know, say i've seen him connected to many places to be honest in the past where he's been you know passed over but maybe he's kind of waiting his turn 
um, yeah, for the right well, opportunity. Yeah, and this and this really does. I mean, and and I I, I was just reading through the, your most recent story, I think, on on Mass Live about sort of the coaching search and and that, and you mentioned how there are, you know, more more job openings coming up in the NBA, you know, every passing day, you never know what happens if the bucks get swept. Um, you know, that, that, that's, so once you started to get in that cat, that into, into that realm, what I was going to say is that right now the Celtics are clearly the top choice. I, when you, so or, Orlando, Portland, uh, is there, is there any, are those the three right now? Yeah, those, that's it. And then Indiana's kind of the, the wild card of like being totally in flux of whether they're going to, let go of Bork, and I even know how to pronounce his last name, but the the first <laughs> yeah. guy that is... but yeah, who is struggling, right? And they wouldn't right. give him the uh, Pritchard has kind of danced around yes. uh, whether or not they're going to bring him back. So yeah, I mean, Indiana is some somewhat of a tempting uh, opportunity, but even then, I think it, when you have Jalen and Jason, uh, and you have the Celtics organization, the tradition, whatever you yeah. want to call it, uh, that is a I, I would say. Again, Giannis might change that if you have an opportunity right. to, to coach Giannis. That is very different. But but uh, as of right now, clearly the Celtics are the are the best option, the most appealing uh, job for for would be coaches. But there is a very long list. I think of you know those are the prominent names here. But I wouldn't be surprised to see if it's there's a lot of experienced players around the league that have been assistants for a good while now. Um, and so I, I bet that those guys are going to get certainly get a look. Um, and it's when I say off the radar, I think it might like that's that's the kind of hire I, I, I think about there of being like, OK, you're going to get maybe the former player, the former role player um, that has been on an NBA bench for a while, but not one that, you know, has the Boston connections like that because, um, you know, his Brad sees something in him or something like that. I mean, we'll see. I'll put, that... I'll put, I'll put a Doka uh, yeah. as you're, as you're describing right. uh, him <laughs> pretty much. I will, I will put email like, as my, as, as the fifth on my, the wild card uh, as yeah. I don't even, I, I think I maybe just had just skipped over him. Unfortunately, I think he, he, he's, he's in that top five, uh, maybe not even number five on my uh, target list. And your big board. Yeah. So what is your big, so what's, what's, what's your preference out of that group? Who's your hire? Uh, uh, I, I think hmm. Carol Lawson is very appealing. So it's like, how much, how much are you making this higher to keep the Jays happy versus who you think I, is going? I, and, it, and ideally that matches up, right? The, the person who would keep them the happiest is also the person you think is the best for the job. Maybe that is what with the job description, <laughs> make these two superstars happy. Well, I wonder if you want to keep them happy. I wonder if it's one of the internal guys. Like Larry Nega is is Tatum's coach. But I, I don't he? think I mean I think at least he wasn't this past year. I think it was um you might Shrewsbury before that. But not that that would do it. But I wonder, like, I don't at this point, they have so much time left on their contracts, Rich, where it's like, I don't think you have to you don't want to have someone that they they don't want outright, but I don't think I think you you're you're best goal here is like let's get someone who can put this together right in a year or two as opposed to keep them happy in the present because i don't think keeping things happy in the present is going to mean much um because there has to be a lot more house cleaning done with the roster before 
this team gets back to a level, I think, where they can, you know, seriously compete in the East. Right. I mean, what's going to make them happy is probably winning. Right. At the end of the day. Sure. Um, so, right. So, yeah, I, you know, I keep coming back to Cassell. I don't know if that's just, if that's just a simple mind. just, he seems to, he's, like you said, he's been there. He's got the experience. He's the former player. He's, he's been on, he's been on some good benches. Uh, he's seen a lot as a player and a coach, obviously a championship coach would be, I, I this would be the, the answer, the answer to a future trivia question. All right. And then you have to, you have to give me the question. It's like Jeopardy. So the answer, <laughs> the answer is Sam Cassell, Casey Jones, Tommy Heinsohn, and Bill Russell. Uh, winners. Wait, say it again. Red, so the answer to the, the, answer. To the question is the the future answer. It's not there yet. Yeah. Sam Cassell, Casey Jones, Bill Russell, and Tommy Heinsohn. I mean, I was going to say player and coach winners, but that's for the Celtics. But Red Auerbach obviously isn't on that list for that reason. Right. Well, no. So the answer is to to win a title with the Celtics as a player and a coach. Got it. Name the four. Name the four people who won name the f- a, a Celtics championship as a player and coach. Coach, head coach. We'll say because I think Chris Ford won one as a uh, as both as well. But yeah, so I th- I, th- I I I think Cassell is my guy. I'm 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 not I'm not going to the matches for him yet. I would not again if, if I told you if the, if they hire Carol Lawson, I will get behind it very quickly just because of how, how, how much they know her, the experience they have with her and what they will understand beyond what, what might happen in a, in a couple interviews with Brad and whoever else. I think that year, it, it was only a year, right? That she was with the team. Yeah. One year before she, yep, last year. um, obviously a trying year, you know? So I think you learn a lot about, uh, about someone in, in, in a year like that. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would put Sam one, I would love the Sam Chauncey bench because I, I I think Chauncey could use a, a couple of years as an assistant somewhere maybe before just just throwing him to the fire as a as a head coach. Um, so Sam and Chauncey together, or Kara and and Chauncey, whoever you want to be. But I would say Cassell and, and Lawson are my top two. What do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of here on the Cassell. Like, I think when you're trying to check all the boxes, but it, it's tough though because it's like you don't here i'd love to you know be able to listen to 10 minutes of any of these guys or girls just interview and i feel like that would kind of give you the answer because you can you can hit all these check marks of of okay experience player um has been around good staffs but then you know what how are they viewing the game like what are the plans for these guys like what have they seen like how do they want to build around tatum and brown in terms of what they want to do offensively and things like that so you could easily check all those boxes you want if you're Cassell and then, you know, have, if you're not looking at it the right way, then all that stuff kind of goes for naught. So it's, again, this is why it's a very inexact science hiring a head coach like in the NBA, as we've seen very well over the years, even though Celtics have had plenty of good success on it in the last, you know, 15, 20 years here. Right. Yeah. And again, because they, they are, they're a place where people generally want to come, you right. know, even, even when Doc came in and 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 oh three, no, not oh three. Was it oh four? Yeah, oh four. Oh four. You know that was a, that was a tough time to be this to be to be the Celtics, but you also did have Paul Pierce, you had Danny Ainge, you had that I'm gonna say mystique or just the the respectability of the franchise, and I think that still does exist. And I still think when you talk to you know outside of Kyrie, 
um, who maybe had more problems with the city than the, the, than the, the organization, you know, you talk to the players that come through the coaches that come through, like they still are a first class operation and for the most part treat people right. And I think that goes a long way. And maybe get people to say, "Oh, you traded." They traded Isaiah when he was, when 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 he was injured after he after he put himself through all that in the playoffs for the Celtics. That they that that Danny had been a little, uh, I don't know, insensitive maybe with putting people's names and 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 in trade rumors, and maybe that doesn't go well in in free agency. But I think at the end at the end of the day, when people get here, they do enjoy it. Yeah, and I think that time will kind of show that out over the what happens over the rest of the you know upcoming decade here once they fill this hole um what what is your view of brad stevens as executive as currently paid for the talk executive um the Suns organization and looking like the front office under danny Ainge is pretty much as of now staying in place so the continuity yeah. will be there and that they've obviously collaborated together for a very long time here, that group. So that, uh, but that just that, that whole dynamic now is, um, is these, they're getting a chance together after Danny kind of ran the show for a very long time here. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, I think it'll be interesting at some point you would think that they would have to comment on that. Right. Sure. I think there's been sort of leaks about like what might be going on, but like, it doesn't seem, and again, I, I understand. I think I think hiring a head coach is is priorities one, two, and three, right now. I don't. I mean, there's obviously this, they got the draft and all that too. So, like, there's 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 a lot on Brad's plate at the moment. Um, but like, you know, I, I wonder about about what the front office might look like, um, or if you know if they're if they're considering. I know, um, it's Toby Bailey, right? He's the guy that's in in Atlanta right now as the assistant. Not Toby Bailey. Oh, Landry Fields. Uh, Landry Fields. <laughs> I, did, I, I dated a, myself a cousin of toby bailey yeah or thorough bailey <laughs> yeah thorough bailey um but anyways landry fields um there's some talk that you know they might they might what did i say toby bailey <laughs> that's that's a good one um where did landry fields play play college do you remember i want to say i want to say stanford's for some reason but i don't know if that's true landry fields I'm looking it up right now. This is good. This is a good podcast. Good. Yeah, really good. Where did Toby Bailey play though? Toby Bailey played at UCLA. I know that. Yeah, Landry Fields. It was Stanford. Played, it was Stanford. Stanford. You're right. So at least I, I don't even know who Toby Bailey is. I, really? That's a real person. Yeah, I knew it was like so. Landry and Toby sort of like give me this vibe for Toby for Bailey. first name. Toby Bailey was a was a okay. UCLA. Yeah, he played for UCLA. I think like in '95 when they won the title that yeah, year. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember. I remember yeah. Bailey on that team. He that's played, a, but he played in the NBA much. Toby Bailey, I don't think so. That's an all. That's an all timer though. Um, a former basketball player. Maybe we can get Toby Bailey. Yeah, let's see if we get. If I'm just learning this. that that Toby Bailey's real name is John Garfield Bailey. Wow. Uh, yeah, he was a second round pick in the NBA. And well, I'm sure he'd be interested. Yeah, in I, position. I think he would take the job. <laughs> um, professional career was selected by the Lakers and actually played two seasons for the Suns. Can't believe you didn't know him. Um, anyways, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I don't, I, I don't. I'm not necessarily convinced that it's going to be business as usual. I think right now it might be. Um, you know, like I think through that, this off season, you think, or you think they're gonna? Yeah. Well, I mean, at at, at some point, I think you know. And again, like it, it would be, it would be strange. 
you would think that any GM that you're possibly going to hire would want to have a strong say in right uh, in the head coach, right? Right. That's what I think. That's why I like. Yeah, we want to do head coach now first, but like like you said, the GM you probably want to get that in place, but maybe that's a I don't know whether that's to help give the coaching staff some closure or just uh, again being like whoever we're bringing as a GM you know, we're not necessarily going to want, need that input for this off season as much if we have Danny still consulting and the, the rest of the brain trust still in place um, until did, some, did, did they say that Danny was still going to be consulting? Danny said that he's going to be available for that. To what degree, just, like how much, however much they want him to. Just to um, help with the transition. And, yeah. To help with the transition. That. Exactly. So whether that means, you know, give me a call. Like I imagine he's not going to be in the office every day um, during this, but he sounds like he's going to the combine in Chicago. Um, to so. recruit for the jazz. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that ends up shaking out. If that actually, you know, um, becomes, if he's a voice, during the next couple of months here, or if that's just for, for show more than anything else. So what one through one through 10, 10 being that he's not going to be here. One being that he stays is Brad Stevens still running the show here in two years. Is he in? I give that a three. I I look at it. A lot of people are saying like, Oh, he's going to be uh, like, this is a, I can't imagine people who want to go back to coaching once you get a taste of the front office, because the, the grind of coaching must be much, much harder compared to not that being uh, an executive is anything easy, but you have a lot more control over your schedule and where you're going to be and who you're going to see. And so if you want, if you want to see your family more, um, being an executive over being a head coach is probably where you want to be. So if, if Brad is, good at this or I can't imagine him wanting to go somewhere else for to go back to a coaching grind. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Again, and some, sometimes you wonder like you're in his, in his bones and his blood, is he a coach and does he want to be, you know, does he want to go back to college? I mean, college basketball could very well be dead in two, three years for right. all, for all we know, but the way it's headed, maybe that's not you know the best move, even if it's a job like Duke. And I know they say that they supposedly have their, their next in line ready, but I, I think they would maybe change their minds pretty quickly. If, oh yeah, if, he can go wherever he wants. Season. Yeah. But, I mean, well, where, where are you at? Where are you on the scale? I, I'm, I'm, I might just went by and give you a five because I just, I think, and, and who knows how much there was, how much conversation there was, between Brad and the ownership and Brad and Danny when it came to that, to that Indiana situation. Right. We don't know, you know, what the conversations that, that went into him turning down that job. I think that like, I think that, that Wick knew after this season, I don't think they were ready to move forward with Brad as their head coach anymore. I, I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think that it was inspiring the J, the Jays the way they needed to be inspired. Sure. I don't think I don't necessarily think they believe that he is the 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 sideline voice to take this this current core to the heights that they need to. Um, 
So again, like, so maybe like you're just going to fire Brad after certainly you'd also owe him a ton of money. Uh, if you did, he just signed an extension. Maybe they just, just talked him out of taking a, a, another job. So I just wonder sometimes about what, what the motivation for, for, for giving Brad this, this promotion was what they right, were. Cause it's like it, to your point, that was their, that was their out. If, if Brad was going to walk away and take the Indiana job or whatever, if he was seriously considering that, then that's, you know, then they don't have to worry about the extension in that scenario. But, but since they, he didn't do that, that I would not think that's a reason enough just to, to elevate him despite maybe thinking, yeah, this is, you know, a change of voice here. Isn't, you know, necessarily a bad thing, but we want to, you know, is it come down to saying, Hey, like, all right, if Danny's ready to, you know, walk away here, um, it might be happening a little sooner than we all thought it would. Um, Brad's been in these meetings the whole time and he's been against a few things or has spoken out against stuff that, you know, we tried, it didn't work in the last couple of years. So like this is, and is a, someone we're comfortable with being the, you know, the, not the, not the mat, you know, a good voice of the franchise, if you will, to replace someone who's been very prominent in that role and Danny for a very long time. Um, does it come down to being as simple as that? Or is that, I don't know, like if the money, there, there are so many variables in play here that like, you know, one day we'll find out what really happened or maybe we won't, I don't know, but it's, yeah. it, there's, I just, there's a lot of layers, I think. I just wonder, so it's the last August was when, when they leaked the, the extension for Brad. Sure, right? pre-bubble, before they went down to the bubble. Okay, right. So six years, twenty-two million. I, I, I wonder. Am I, I tend to think no. Do you think the, 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 the potential for this ever came up in those conversations? Do you think well, they think they ever said, "Hey, you know, Danny might be leaving sooner or later," or what happens if Danny wants to leave? Do you think there was ever like a, "Hey, maybe you want to take over," or was, or when they signed that six-year, twenty-two million dollar extension, that was for Brad to be the coach of the Celtics? I think that was probably for Brad to be the coach. Yeah. Um, perhaps, but Danny, I mean, they, they said Danny and Brad said like, you know, this is something we've talked about the two of us for a while. So maybe, maybe yeah. it was, so maybe that was the situation where, um, but again, I, I just can't see, I think if things go a lot better in the last two years, I don't see Danny walking away at this point. I think not that he wasn't ready to walk away, like to retire. I mean, he's been at this for a very long time and has made a lot of money and, you know, the grind is the grind, but if things were on a, a better track right now, I think it probably would have been harder for him to walk away from this point. And then obviously you wouldn't think about elevating Brad at this point, or at least getting Brad off the bench at this point, probably. Yeah. And, 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 and maybe to bring up just, you know, back to, uh, obviously all of this is so much speculation, right? Because we don't exactly know what happened, but you know, Brad does, it's not an easy situation. I said, it's a very appealing coaching job because you have two very good, you have two all-stars who are potentially only still getting better, right? At this age. But like, and this is why I reason, I, I, I hope when the dust does settle on this, that, that Mike Zarin is still, does still have a very, very strong voice in that front office as someone who who understands the cap the way he does and has been able to to use the cap to the Celtics advantage in the past because you know they they have their works cut out for them. Oh, this is a a huge offseason with no easy answers. And 
I'm very fascinated to see what Brad Stevens thinks of his roster now that we've, after a year of coaching it, being like, okay, what you're going to have to make some really tough calls here, barring Wick and Pags having oodles of money that they're going to throw at a team that probably isn't a, a top three team in the East. I don't see that happening. So, so what, are, what, what, what are the, what's the, what's the toughest decision you think? So I think, I mean, the toughest it's outside of coach, heavy coach, maybe. I mean, I think it's, you have to decide. I think the Kemba decision is, is very tough in the standpoint of, I don't know what the, I can't imagine they're going to get any like, you know, bad, you know, bad press or anything from moving on from Kemba after signing him two years, given where he's at with his career right now. And, uh, from a health standpoint, but do you give up a lot of assets to, or some assets to, to get, to move off of him so you can bring back Fournier and smart? Do you, is Fournier worth investing in after his defensive performance against the Nets? Like there's some promise there, but is that a guy you think is going to be able to help you get over the hump against that team a couple years down the road? I'm not feeling super confident about that, even though they've obviously, somewhat pocketed themselves to him. Um, and then the smart, you know, whether it's moving the money for him or just, um, you know, kind of changing the locker room dynamics a little bit. Like I think given his contract situation, that has the potential to have to be addressed now, especially if he's pushing for a contract extension, which I certainly don't think they're going to be in any position to get out stuff like that at this point. Right. No, I feel you. What do you think? Do you think that the Celtics do they have an offer for Dame? Not really. I mean, they have an offer. It's it's Jalen no, Brown. Whatever they're putting. I mean, it starts and ends with Jalen Brown. And I don't if they're not willing to put Jalen Brown on the table, which is totally understandable, then they don't have an offer. Um, yeah, that's that's what that, that that's what I was thinking. Because I, I I can tell you, I know that that Brad and Jalen, I think it was at the end of last week, had dinner together to talk about. Uh, the head coach. Mm. So, uh, so Jalen is, is definitely, definitely has a, a voice in that conversation. If, and if that's going on, you wouldn't believe, right. you wouldn't think that you wouldn't really think anyways. So, yeah. So I, I, would, I was surprised at Dame's age, you know, how old he is? Yeah. 31. He'll be 31 this summer. Yeah. So that's again, and that's, and he's not, he's not Kemba Walker clearly, but like, no, think it, but... like it, maybe you're a little hesitant to, uh, to right. break we... the bank for a, a plus 30 uh point guard right who's they have not had good success there in terms of those guys holding up in the last few years so yeah cashing in um Jalen brown for that uh would be you know again it's it's worth having a conversation about but it's also something where all it could do if that's like a, a true all-in move and then if that goes sideways then your toast if he's going down, you know, on the tail end of his prime right now with, with Tatum and you're going to have very little left um, to show for it. And potentially some, some pretty big long-term risks for making a, a splash move like that. That might not necessarily be to might just be a step sideways given the age of both those guys. Yeah, no, totally. And then Kemba for Przingis. No. You're a no. I'm a hard no. He's got one more year. It's like you're just he's got one so more year just, than Kemba. Just, so just, oh oh I thought you were saying that Kemba had one more year. Yeah. Kemba's um, got two more years. Porzingis has three more years. So it's like, okay. Yeah, it's it's different 
different names, a little bit less money, but also doesn't get you any closer to where you want to be in terms of being able to add a third wheel that works around those guys. Speaking of age, you know how old Chris Tapps is? 26. He'll be 26 this summer. I mean, he's, that, that's young. And again, 7'3", not moving very well, major knee injury, uh, a lot of money. I No, I, I, I've gone back and forth on this the last, last month or so and whether to, whether to do it. I mean, clearly that was not a great showing uh, against the Clippers. Didn't really inspire. I mean, it's probably better than Kemba showing against uh, against Brooklyn, <laughs> but uh, not super inspiring. And, and just the way he carried himself to sort of moping with, with with Luca. Now the reports are coming out afterwards that you know he wasn't happy playing. And I and, and I, it just doesn't seem like he's really grounded in reality. If that's the case, if you're right. if, if you're complaining that 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 Luca shoots too much or doesn't get you involved enough. Um, that's a guy that, that you assume most people would like to play with. 100%. And so, yeah, I agree that that's not someone you want to, that is really well aware of their surroundings at this point. And so if he's not happy with Luke, I can't manage to be happy with Tatum and Brown. Um, right. When there's someone else, there's now there are two people better, clearly better than you. Right. Um, so, and you, I don't know. Be, I mean, yeah. Cause with those guys, you, you're, you're either just going to be, yeah, we'll get maybe, feed you a few times in the post but still you're just kind of a stretch big like that will hopefully right. get some open shots thanks to thanks to those two guys you're you're, you're never you're not going to have many plays called for you like there's not we're not calling Porzingis's number when the jays are out there with him so yeah if, he, if he's not down with that like at least kemba is like a good guy to have around even if he's frustratingly ineffective a lot of the time <laughs> um and, and you know and you want a bigger body that like this thing, if, if if Porzingis could just go out there and be a, a a non-toxic entity on this team, you could you could he could be more you know he could help the team more than Kemba, especially if you had Marcus Smart still around who could help you know facilitate you know getting the Jays the ball and stuff like that. But if he's gonna be a bitch about things, and uh, no thanks. So, yeah, and I mean we'll we'll have plenty of time to really go deeper into all the roster decisions looming um, and variables in play. But again, what was already going to be a fascinating off season, Rich just has gone up to a different level now. And yeah, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't love, I don't love the like uncertainty of everything right now. It's a you weird know, place. It is. And, and, and like, you know, like who, who, so it's just, is it just Brad hiring this coach? Like, like how many other, and I guess that's part of being the boss, right? But like, right. you know, at, at at the end of the day, like b- before that that final decision is made, like who who's in that room with Brad? I, I, I'd I'd be interested. I mean, you know, you know Wick's obviously going to have maybe not a hand in it. Certainly, a voice in his ear will be there. Yeah, I think he'll be <clears throat> a part of the conversations. But I think when it comes down to that final choice is, decision, like, is it just sitting in his office by himself? staring at a list of names and, and making a decision or is, is, you know, are Zarin and, and, and Austin Ainge and, and, and Dave Lewin, like, are they, are they all in the room too? I, I, I don't know. And, 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 and I know that there's a lot on Brad's plate right now and it's, it's hard for him to sort of, you know, map out his, his front office hierarchy at the same time as he's finding a coach, the same time he's organizing for the draft is the same time he's, he's figuring out what to do with, with everyone not named 
J or J, J or J, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. And like, I think it just would, it would, it, 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 it seems like it would be easier if, if things were a little bit more clear and just on just who's going to be around and, and all that. But Hey, like you said, that's, it's, it's, it's not ideal, but certainly a lot of people think that Brad is the right, <clears throat> the right person for the, for the job. <clears throat> I'm, I made you lose your breath there. I know it's that's <coughs> you can add Rich among them there, but no, it's he clearly okay. I survived, <laughs> but no, Sorry. it's it's clear that this was something where you know they everyone who's worked in the organization has thought very highly of Brad, and this is a an opportunity where ownership clearly felt very comfortable with the elevation and you know maintaining some kind of continuity in a situation where if they didn't, then perhaps everything would have been a new coaching staff, new front office, et cetera, if they decided to go outside the box to, to replace Danny. But now you have a situation where you don't have to worry about that and you can maintain and build upon and get back on track after, you know, going off, uh, going off uh, in the wrong direction this year. All right. Till next time. Till next time. At Winning Plays Pod on Twitter, at Rich underscore Levine, at Brian T. Rob. And we'll see. What's 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 your over-under on the higher date? When's the draft? Draft? So I think it's July. Mid mid July. Is... Then I will say fourth of July is the over-under. I'm taking the under. I mean, because but like at the same time, like you maybe maybe you want to wait. Like who? Like a, real quick, like who that's still alive of the teams that are still alive? Are there any coaches on those benches that 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 jump out? Like I can't see any. I mean, you want Coach Cassell's, Bud? Coach Bud might be available. You want Bud? I don't think. But Cassell is with. Yeah, so Cassell is with the Sixers. So yeah, you might not have to wait to interview him in person until that playoff run is done. So three, three more games left to wait. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, I, yeah. I, so I July, July, July 4th is the over under. You're going to go under. Great. I'm going to go under there. Okay. But that's a, that's, I like that. That's a good date to you know, give them some breathing room ahead of their draft. If they get it done by then. And for my sake, I hope it's before then. So we don't have to be on watch that whole weekend. But <laughs> just like Brad was hired. I'll hope, prank us because that's when he was hired the first time on the freaking fourth of july and then there was uh like the, the kd thing was fourth of july too when they went that's to, right to stake out uh the hamptons give us our summers was. back Let's make a decision before um cool. all right well we right, uh, we'll be back next week to kind of take temperature on that and dive more into the offseason that lies ahead